Hey guys, welcome to episode three of Creatives, Entrepreneurs, Black Women, and Other Stuff. We're going to dive right in as usual. I'm going to try to not keep you guys. Um, The time that passes between one episode to the next, I go through so many different um, topics. You know, something happens, you know, one week or even the day after. Right, we release an episode, and I'm like, "Yo, we have to talk about that next time." And then something happens um, in my personal life or professional life, and I'm like, "Oh God, we got to talk about that." And then we've got to talk about that. So um, I change topics often, um, but this week we're going to focus um, on a couple of things, hopefully. But the first thing I want to talk about is uh, Black women and Black culture. Now, listen, if you're not um, in one of those categories, don't don't hang up, don't pause, don't log off, um, because I think even though uh, my foundation is going to be black women, um, hence the name of the show, um, I think there's uh, overlapping, varying experiences we all have, no matter what culture, what subculture, where you come from. Um, and sometimes it's just as women or just as people. So I think there be there will be some identifiable uh, points I'll be making. But also, um, if you don't identify at all, I think it could be an opportunity to open your mind um, up to the world of others and the experience of others. And I think that's how we grow. Um, in addition to being honest and authentic and real. Um, I think we benefit greatly from learning from people that are nothing like us, Um, even people we don't agree with, whether that's um, socially, spiritually, religion, um, economically, fundamentally, uh, in relationships, whether that's um, how relationships should be in the, the culture of gender roles or gender norms or Uh, sexuality or whatever that is even if you don't agree there's a tremendous amount you can learn from worlds cultures ideologies uh, subcultures and people that we don't necessarily identify with from um, a categorical standpoint so I don't want you to log off if you don't feel as though Um, this podcast episode is for you because I think that it is. I think that the things I'm going to share regardless are really going to tap into the human side of who we are and our psyche. Um, I'm just going to speak from the lens of being a black woman in black culture. Um, So let's dive in. So a couple of things. I wanted to talk about this during Black History Month, and I've decided not to. Um, But I'm going to address it now. You know, as most of you know, um, I have a show that I wrote in 2017 called Selma the Musical. Um, It's a musical theater piece. And uh, www.selmathemusical.com if you want to check it out. Uh, But... You know, the story of Selma is, uh, it's layered and it's heavy and, uh, it's hopeful. It's a lot of things. 
and we've been so fortunate with that particular show to uh, visit all parts of the country and even out of the country and tour um, independently. And, you know, I self-produced for so long this show and uh, the pandemic caused us to slow down and we've been gearing back up lately to um, remount this show. And I've been having several conversations with various people about mounting Selma, whether that's in their theaters, um, in their facilities in Atlanta and Nashville and New York and other places. Um, And what I've found from my experience um, is people want to benefit from black culture, but don't want to invest in it. Now, this isn't um, revelatory, right? We know this. But to experience it and to continue to experience it on such levels, it's mind-boggling. Black people are not a monolith. We are not um, interchangeable uh, and exchangeable. And walking through some of these conversations and meetings and explanations and excuses has truly blown my mind. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to call anybody out because that's not the point, but I'm in a space, I'm finding myself in a space of resentment. And I'm trying to work through that, right? Because that's how these ideologies um, and pack mentalities and stereotypes and ideas about all people and these people begin to form or developed in a birth sometimes is because you have, we have these experiences through our lens and it happens over and over again. And we begin to think, you know, this is the way, um, everyone in this space is. And maybe that's the case, right? I mean, heck, Broadway is called the Great White Way. And if you go to the Museum of Broadway, they'll tell you they call it the Great White Way because of all of the lights. Um, Yeah, I'm going to pull their coattail on that one. It's not called the Great White Way because of the lights. And if you go back to the history of Broadway, Broadway, Black people, Black hands, those roads and those streets and those theaters, I digress. Um, but falling into resentment or like someone owes you something or whatever the case may be. And the the reason that your success is, is not your success. Um, falling into the thought that, you know, all experiences and all people will be this way. It's a slippery slope and it can be dangerous, but that doesn't negate the truth and the fact that there is a very clear divide in our culture, 
in our industries, in our systems. And no matter how you want to ignore it or, or claim it's a political agenda, it's so much more than that. So much more. Watching Angela Bassett at the Oscars was eye-opening. You know, everybody, I think I just said this, views life through their lens, right? We grow up in these parts of the world or parts of the country. And, you know, if you're a Southerner, you do things a certain way. If you're a Northerner and you're born in the Midwest or raised in Spain or in France or in Africa... And all of these things um, are, are a part of who we are as adults. The culture in which we were birthed, bred, reared, uh, and lived in heavily influences our lens in life, relationships, business, familial, all of those things. And... Um, I think that it's interesting for me. Please don't send me hate mail about this because um, I'm not going to respond because I just, I, we're having an open conversation. So from my lens and my experience, black women have been uh, marginalized, ridiculed, expected to be this pillar of strength and hope and accountability and all of these things, you know, in heels, without a hair out of place. Um, And it's wild to me. It's wild to me to watch the commentary on people talking about how she's a sore loser because she had a human moment. She's been working in this industry her entire life. And we watched with the camera on her face, millions of people watching her um, lose an award that she had been working for, you know, and I don't know if mainstream culture knows Angela Bassett the way black folks know Angela Bassett. Let me just keep it a book. We know Angela Bassett. She has given us, Iconic performances, iconic from uh, Malcolm X's wife to um, Rosa Parks to Tina Turner. um, And even most recently, you know, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I mean, uh, Boys in the Hood. And I'm, I'm, I'm going off the cuff here. So don't send me hate mail about missing some of her iconic performances. Um, Catherine Jackson, oh my God, go look up her catalog of performances. In 1994, she was nominated for What's Love. She and alongside Lawrence Fishburne, and they didn't win. Um, they she was nominated for an Oscar. But here we are now, and you know, nearly 20 years later from that nomination, she's been in the industry for so long. Black people have been standing Angela Bassett for years. Now, she has a mainstream appeal. Obviously, y'all know her probably from 911, um, her television appearances and, and those type of things. And shout out to that. We love, we, we 
We live for it. But do not be mistaken. Angela is a queen in black culture and black households. She's who we've looked at as one of the standards in the industry of class. She is class personified, but her acting gifts and talents are bar none. So all of that to say for her to sit with the camera in her face um, and be disappointed and have a human moment, God forbid. And I think it just speaks, and I'm just saying that to say, I think it speaks to the unrealistic expectations, in my opinion, placed on black women. We are expected to be everything for everyone. And then y'all have the audacity to get on podcasts and social media and make posts about these amazing black women that you don't know and assessments and judgments and all of these things. And I think it's audacious. I think it's disrespectful. And um, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it because it's such an unfair measuring stick. And you may be thinking, well, I'm not a black woman and I feel that way. And maybe so. You may be a white woman or an Asian man or whatever you, you know, uh, whatever world you live in. That may be your truth, and I'm not taking that away. I'm just talking about from my lens. Your lens may very well be true. Multiple things can be true. Very few things are black and white. We live in a world where we want this or that, either this or that. It's it's black or it's white. And, and most of the time, it's both and. It's both this and it's this. Yes, it's this, but it's also this. And multiple things are true. Not just one thing is true. So if you're listening and you're thinking, well, yeah, but I'm not a black woman and I feel this way. Um, It's both and, and I'm not taking anything away from your lens, your truth, your experience. So, um, but the reason I'm tired of it, and we we have to understand where the history of it comes from so that we can kill it. Like, yo, they used to perform surgeries on black women, um, like hysterectomies or or something like that. And I, and I may not be uh, factually correct with the type of surgery, but I think that's what it was. I think it had to do with um, a woman's cycle and those type of things. I think that's where it came from. I think it was OBs. Um, you medical professionals can, you know, uh, validate or correct me on this, but they used to perform surgeries on black women with no anesthesia, with no medication, because it was believed that black women had a higher pain tolerance than other people. And that idea alone has polluted our culture for decades. We put black women on these platforms of judgment so often and like 
Sierra and Lala and even someone that I know personally, um, a blog just posted a photo of her in Las Vegas and she's a worship leader. And he wanted to know if it was appropriate for her to wear what she was wearing. She wasn't revealing. It wasn't um, risque or um, whatever word you want to use. She was on vacation in a very nice uh, outfit. And this person who, who reports irresponsibly, don't get me started on irresponsible journalism, but he reports irresponsibly anyway. He doesn't vet sources. He doesn't confirm. He posted a picture of her and wanted to know if her appearance was okay. The idea that we can put black women or women even, this is a a woman thing, on platforms and judge them based on appearance and what they're wearing and how many baby daddies they have and how many divorces and how many breakups. It is wild. It is wildly inaccurate, misogynistic, judgmental, unfair, incorrect. It is absolutely wild. The standard that women um, as a whole have to live up to, this idea that we got to be this thing that the world accepts so that we don't step on the fragile egos of our counterparts, it is absolutely wild. But this judgment, um, this judgment, that people are saying, oh, she's a sore loser. Athletes used to say, or athletes some still say, you show me a, a good loser, I'll show you a loser. I'm not saying I agree, but I'm not saying I disagree. What was she supposed to do for something she'd worked her entire career? And not just worked, she had to be better. She had to break barriers, break down and break through doors and opportunities what was she supposed to do in that moment? But it's the idea that we are supposed to be the poster children. The poster children for what's acceptable to be black. It's the idea that we don't experience pain. And it is unacceptable to me. And, oh man, I have so much I want to say on this topic, but I'm going to pivot a bit into uh, black culture without black investment. You know, doing a story like Selma is risky and it can make people uncomfortable. And the people that it can make uncomfortable are people who, who might not necessarily look like us or understand the history of of the pain of black culture. And then you've got those people that's like, oh, I'm tired of civil rights or slave movies or slave content or whatever the case may be. And this isn't slave content, but it is history. And if we don't tell the stories, I don't know who will. And I try to tell it in an elevated way. Um, and speaking of Selma and the last thing that we spoke about, the idea of the angry black woman, we, we're we good on that, right? Like, let's, let's kill that narrative. But because we feel things or have opinions that may be strong 
um, because we communicate through strength and through these mediums that intimidate other people um, because we call out fluff. Uh, we call out things that are not right and incorrect. And sometimes we're often the only voice in the room pointing out the thing. So we're labeled as difficult, angry, and all of the things that are untrue. I'm going to quote a, a line from Selma, the musical, The Untold Stories. To learn more about Selma, visit www.selmathemusical.com or at Selma the Musical on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, shameless plug. I'm not shameless. No, not shameless. Just plug. There's a quote in one of the characters, Connie, who's a matriarch of the family. She says, I am not an angry black woman. I am a black woman who's angry. One is the burden of a label. The other is the labor of my burdens. I'm going to just say it one more time, y'all. Just, just let it marinate. I am not an angry black woman. I am a black woman who is angry. One is the burden of my label. The other is the labor of my burden. One is the burden of a label, y'all. So, I mean, this idea that we have to perform and be and do and we don't experience pain or we don't experience hurt or fear that we don't need to be uh, cared for, checked on, loved, appreciated, um, that we have to live up to these unrealistic expectations um, of life. And we're surrounded sometimes. I know I was surrounded at one point in my life by a bunch of white people. And there's nothing wrong with a bunch of white people. But there was a lack of understanding and what I was going through and dealing with. And you don't always have the language for that. And then you begin to wonder what's wrong with you. Am I not good enough? Maybe I should just shut up. I should just be quiet. I don't, I shouldn't call that out. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't hold people accountable. I shouldn't operate in excellence. I shouldn't set expectations because it always turns into difficult, angry black woman, too much, sore loser. Oh, she got baby daddies. Whatever the labels are that we put on women. And in, in this case, what I'm talking about is black women. It is absolutely... It is absolutely wild. It is unfair. It's draining. But just to go back, sorry. Um, black people, yo, we, we're people. 
We are people with beautiful ideas and creativity and culture and concepts and all of these tropes and stereotypes and concepts that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not fast enough, we're not intelligent enough, that when we speak well, we sound white. All of these things that are not true, that we subscribe to culturally, but people subscribe to. I am sick of it. I'm sick of sitting in rooms and explaining what it's like to be black. I'm sick of explaining to people why this story is important and it's relevant. I'm sick of people telling me, hey, we want to promote your show. We just don't want to produce it, which means we want to benefit from it, but we don't want to invest in it. That's what that means. We want to enjoy it. We want you guys to sing and dance and perform and be good Negroes, but we don't want to invest in it. Oh, wait, until one of you gets killed for the entire world to see with a knee on your neck for eight minutes, and now we're going to celebrate Black culture, celebrate Black stories, create space for Black folks, diversity and inclusion. I guarantee you by 2025, Folks, diversity inclusion budgets will be cut. That's another podcast for another day. But everybody's celebrating Netflix for telling black stories and, and Hulu for let's celebrate black stories. And shout out to them. I get it. But you didn't want to celebrate it until you were able to monetize it. Where were these categories? Where were these opportunities? Where were these? Where was the diversity and inclusion before George Floyd? Then you guys were like, oh, shoot, we got to do something about this and we're going to monetize in the process. And I'm not mad at you. Like, I'm not mad at you because multiple things can be true. You can have the intention of wanting to amplify black voices and you can you can monetize off of it because you're billion billion dollar corporations. And that's how it works. And the Great White Way, Broadway, that's how it works. I get it. Um, I get it. But I just wanted to address it. I wanted to talk about it because it's so difficult. It's so hard sometimes (laughs) to carry the burden of a label and this is for everybody because if you're still listening and you're not a black woman or a black person we all understand the burden of a label whether that's ugly mean fake uh, difficult angry Fat, faggot, dyke, liar, manipulator, untrustworthy, whatever the label is. 
So I guess we want to release, we want to loose the label today. Maybe that's what this is about. Because I feel like I've been rambling and maybe I have, but I want you to loose the label. What is the label? What did people tell you you were, call you, even from childhood? Words make worlds. The words that people speak to us create our worlds. So what label do you need to loose? Is it what somebody told you when you were a kid? Is it what somebody told you last week? Is it your own voice? And that can be, I'll be honest, for me, my the voice in my head is my own, which is my biggest obstacle. Imposter syndrome, I don't even have time for that one. We'll have to do a part two, maybe. <laughs> Imposter syndrome for me is so real. Um, the labels, navigating a space as a woman and as a black woman and trying not to be too of anything, right? I, I try to not, oh gosh, be too aggressive label, too forthcoming, too hard or harsh try not to be too anything because I'll get lost in the label of being difficult of doing too much but you can't be too soft because then you're weak and you're sensitive and you're all of these things you can't express what you're feeling you can't take a day off because you're lazy you can't do these things Because of these unrealistic expectations we've placed on ourselves and on other people. Labels. Things we've put on human beings that are untrue. And we've set unrealistic unrealistic expectations for people. Our children. Our partners. And ourselves. Labels. We gotta kill the labels. We got to kill these ideas. We got to loose the label and and cast down, strike down the expectations and allow human form to take place. Human relationship, whether that's a business relationship, a romantic relationship, a familial relationship, friends, acquaintances, whatever it may be. encourage you to show up as authentically you and not the label somebody placed on you or the expectation and the truth is if he she or they don't accept that they're not your tribe if your partner your husband your wife boyfriend girlfriend love interest sneaky link whatever it is whatever y'all call it side chick whatever the label Right, those are labels too. Whatever it is, if they don't accept you and try to box you into the thing that they would like for you to be based on a label, 
that's probably not your person. I, I, maybe I'm not the one to be giving relationship advice. But if your peer group, if your friend group, if your family, if your business associates can't loose the label, detach the label and allow you to authentically be and evolve and express whether they agree or not, whether it's something they understand or not, relate to or not, they may not be your tribe, yo. If you have to fit into the box of a label, you might not be in the right place. I don't know. Because there's nuance to everything. There's context and there's things that we don't discuss. The dirty little words, nuance and context, are what we are devoid of in life. Most things are both and, not either or. Most things have context, nuance. A lot of things are black and white. I mean, a lot of things are gray, not black and white. There's a lot of black and white in the world. There is. Like, yo, don't be mean. And don't kill people. And don't steal from people. And don't be a liar and a manipulator. Like, that's pretty black and white. But there's some gray, too. The gray is everything else, right? The gray is everything else. So, yeah, I don't know. This feels all over the place. So when I listen back, I hope it's not. And when you're listening, I hope it's not. And I hope that uh, this gave you something. But loose the label. And to my black women, I see you, sis. You are a vibe. You are needed. You are loved. You give. You slay. You are life. The world needs you. Dear black girl, the world needs you. I want you to know that. There's a television series that a friend of mine and I dreamt up. Actually, she called me one day and I didn't answer. And she left a voicemail that said, Dear little black girl, I just want to let you know. And she goes into affirming me. And I was thinking, how many people need that letter? Dear little black girl. Or little black girl. So I said, I want to write a TV pilot around that concept. Little black girl. And it's going to be this show... about amazing black women but also the burden of the label and what we needed to hear as little black girls and what we need to hear is grown black women when 
one day that show will be on your TVs. But until then, black women, you're needed. Black creatives, your stories are needed. And you bust down the door. I don't care if they want to siphon your creative without investing in our culture. You find a way. We find a way. I'm going to find a way to get our stories told. To bust down the door. To loose the label. And if you're not a black woman or a black creative, if you're none of those things, that's okay. If you've got the ability to listen to this through the lens of your life without offense and political agendas and making this about something that it's not, everything that I say can be applicable to you as well. It just has to be filtered through the lens of the label that you have to lose. So we're going to end this one just like we do everyone. And I'm just going to say a quick prayer. Honestly, I don't know if this podcast is working. I do. That's the voice. We just It just happened in real time. That's the voice of my own voice. Because I do. Because people text and email me and inbox me all the time and tell the, tell me how this podcast is helping them all the time. But the voice wants me to say, I don't know if this is working, so I'll stop doing it. That really legitimately just happened. So that was an example, a real time example. So I do know the podcast is working. I do know you guys are listening. I know that it is helping some of you. I know that it is allowing you to think freer live more authentically, live more honestly and purely, to embrace. Um, I know that because you're telling me that. And for that, I want to say thank you. Um, So we're going to lose the labels today. All right. So we're going to end this with a prayer. you guys to know the prayer is not about uh, me pushing anything or any agenda especially not a religious agenda Um, it's just how I communicate positively with the God that I believe in and it's how I think prayer is one of the highest forms of love When somebody genuinely prays for you or with you, for me, it's one of the greatest acts of love. It's one of the most powerful things in the entire universe. We saw it with Damar Hamlin. If you don't know who Damar Hamlin is, just Google him. We saw the power. I've said this in another podcast. I think I said in episode one, the most powerful things in the world, in my opinion, that laughter music and prayer so there's no agenda with this if you don't believe in God if you're not a believer and all that that's 
It's all good, y'all. It's okay. I still want to say a prayer for you. I want to speak life to you. Just the way that I know how to give you something to potentially hold on to. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just come before you today. And I'm asking that anyone that is listening, that you cover in your blood. I don't care if it's a man or a woman or a black woman or a creative or an entrepreneur. I don't care how they stumbled upon this podcast. If they've made it to this point, as a matter of fact, even if they clicked off already, God, we still cover them in the blood. We cover them in your blood. In the name of Jesus, your word tells us anything that comes under the blood. Oh, Father. That the enemy must pass over. So we plead the blood of Jesus over every life that is listening, over every person that is listening, every man, woman, boy, and child. God, we plead the blood. I ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would go to wherever they are, in their cars, in their homes, at their desk, at their office, wherever they are, Father, in the name of Jesus, and touch them in the place that they need it most. Oh God, I ask that you loose every listener from the label right now in the name of Jesus, from whatever they've called you, from whatever they've said about you, for whatever they've labeled you as. God, I ask that you give them the release, Give them the loosing of the label that they don't necessarily identify with, oh Father. Whatever that may be, God, release them, free them, assure them, God, remind them of who they are, whose they are, what you call them to be, God. Remind them that they don't have to fit into a box. They don't have to fit into anything other than the person you call them. God, remind them that in their authentic, original state of being, of creation, that they're just fine. That it's okay for them to feel. It's okay for them to be. It's okay for them to live the authentic life you intended for them to live. We don't succumb to the label. We don't succumb to the suggestion of a label. We decree and declare that we are free, we are whole, we are healed in the name of Jesus. God, whatever they're struggling with in their mind, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we come against the spirit, the idea of suicide, suicidal ideations, self-harm, the desire to leave this world, the idea that we don't belong, the idea that people don't want us here, the idea that our label, that our struggle, that our thorn, that our authenticity is not good enough. We loose every listener from the label right now in the name of Jesus. God, and I ask you to cover every person that is carrying a burden bigger than them. I ask you to cover them, wrap them in your love, swaddle them in your care, remind them of who they are, remind them of whose they are. Remind them that you know their name before they were formed in their mother's womb. You know the number of hairs on their head that you call them, you call them out and you name them.
God, remind them if the world doesn't know their name, if the world never up gives them applause, if their name never goes up in lights, that the angels in heaven are applauding for them. Remind them. Remind them. If they need a tangible sign on earth, remind them. If they need to hear from heaven, remind them. On earth as it is in heaven. God, we come against every demonic force that has been attached to their life. We come against Satan, his angels, his imps, his minions, his friends, and his mama too. We bind up the enemy. We bind up his tactics, his plots. God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray over every person that freedom would be their portion. Abundance, prosperity, clarity, understanding, confidence, joy, peace would be their portion. Every creative, every entrepreneur, every black woman and every Body who doesn't fall into a category or a subcategory. God, I ask that you reach down from heaven into the earth and that you love on them, that you meet them in their secret place, God, that you meet them in their struggling place, that you meet them on their threshing floor, God, that you meet them in their tarrying wing, oh Father, wherever they are, wherever they may be, whatever they may may be doing, oh Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I ask that you meet them, restore them, revive them, revitalize them, recompense them, and remind them. That there is no label large enough to contain them. And I pray this for myself. I pray for the continued confidence and courage to live and speak authentically no matter what comes against me as a result. No matter who comes against me as a result. And that people would be healed, released, and set free by the words you've downloaded and given me to give to them. We cast every crown. We don't take credit for the gifts you've given. I give you the glory. I honor you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus, the blood from the the blood of the lamb, the blood from the cross. The power, that same blood, that same power that worketh within us, the same power that raised you from the dead. The blood that was shed. God, we seal it with that blood and we claim that same power. In the name of Jesus, we declare that it is so. And because it is so, it can never be otherwise. Okay, I hope this was good. I don't know. I'll listen back and we'll see. I'm probably going to post it regardless. Um, Loose the label. Go check out some of the musical. <laughs> we'll be performing in New York on Juneteenth. We'll be performing... Again in New York, 
in August. We're doing an off-Broadway run in July slash August. Uh, we're performing in Atlanta. I'll release those dates soon. Um, yeah, check it out. It's a work I'm super proud of. And I address a lot of these things in that show. Stay encouraged, my friends. Loose the label. Live authentically. Until next time. Hey, share the podcast with somebody. www.janahaines.com jphaines31 on Instagram. jphaines on uh, Facebook. jpage31 on Twitter. Share the podcast. Just share it with one person. I'd really appreciate it. Deuces. Till next time.